Blog Talk Radio. Good evening and welcome to Undivided, episode 59, which is brought to you by Audible.com. That's Audible.com, the world's leader in spoken audio, audiobooks, online periodicals, and speeches for all things spoken audio. It's Audible.com. Head on over to Audible.com after our show here this evening. And the drop-down menu box to the right, enter Life Coach Radio Network for a chance to win a free 30-day trial of Audible.com. That's Audible.com, the world's leader in spoken audio, and the sponsor of our program here on the Life Coach Radio Network, the sponsor of Undivided. And welcome in to Undivided, everyone. We are live here at 701 on the East. I am in New Jersey. My guest this evening, Leah Allison, will join us from Canada shortly. The disclaimer for tonight's episode, the views of episode number 59 of Undivided Inner Peace may not necessarily be the views of myself as host, Frank J. Maduri, my guest this evening, the before-mentioned Leah Allison, and may not necessarily be the views of the Life Coach Radio Network. And this evening's program is going to be dedicated to all those who struggle, whether it's mentally or emotionally or psychologically or spiritually, for all those who struggle to find inner peace. This show is dedicated to you and hopefully will help you to find pathways out of the turmoil that you're in. So tonight we talk about inner peace and the divides that that can cause, both within the individual, within people and and other groups, within the individual and maybe in the, in the workplace, there's a lot of societal noise. There's today, there's so much going on around us with Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and emails and texts and all this different noise from TVs and radios. There's some people that can't be quiet and can't sit still. They're so used to the noise being around that without it, they don't know what to do with themselves. There's so much just noise in our day-to-day lives. You know, there might be people seeking calm in high-stress work environments or high-stress home situations or settings. We're going to talk about that tonight. Then there's also the role of social media pulling us away from our real lives, pulling us away into this alternative world, this alternative place where people could get lost and they miss what's going on around them. And there could be important stuff going around on around them, excuse me, that they miss out on. We're going to talk about how people might view inner peace. Some people might view it as something that is a bunch of malarkey, for lack of a better word, and that we're supposed to just exist in the noise and the chaos. Some people feel they thrive in chaos. We're going to talk about that tonight as well. Eastern and Western society have perceptions that are very split on inner peace and the concept of inner peace and also the role that spirituality plays within this context, within this subject. And to guide us through this subject matter here this evening is our special guest, Leah Allison, who's a businesswoman, a wife, a stepmom, an entrepreneur, facilitator, a teacher, advisor, speaker. She's all of these things. 
She is one of Toronto's leading life and business coaches. She's worked with families, couples, and individuals. She's helped people with life, business, career, and relationship goals. She's facilitated and created workshops that have been used at several universities throughout Canada, including Western University, York University, Humber College, McMaster University, and the list goes on. She's been part of uh, Peace Builders International, has worked with them, and created mediation tools and techniques. She also has her own podcast called The Conscious Corner, where she shares tips and advice for life, business, relationship, and people in 50 countries around the world. She also uh, was a featured speaker at the One Woman International Conference in 2018 and won the People's Choice Urban Hero Award for business. Leah Allison, welcome to Undivided. Oh, hi. Thanks, Frank. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so happy you're here. I know we've talked about this for a long time, and here we are. The night is upon us. Yes. Yes, finally, finally. And I love I love the conversation we're going to have tonight. Oh, uh, so do I. I can't wait. I can't wait. I can hear you fine. Um, you'll get used to, there's a slight delay. You'll get used to that as we roll forward. Uh, we're live here at 7.05, and the first uh, segment of our program is the divide segment. And as I had mentioned in the uh, introduction of the show tonight, the noise that mm-hmm. fills society, you know, we have cell phones and social media and people are constantly surrounded by either loud music or the drone of the television or constant notifications and push alerts from Instagram or Facebook or text or email. Mm-hmm. It can create a state of overstimulation, right? Um, and, and just by nature, that's, yeah. Can you explain the effect of that on, on individuals? Um, well, uh, I call it our, the drug of, of society today. It's the new drug of society, you know, way back when there was cocaine and heroin and this is, we've moved beyond that. And this is now our new drug of society, which, uh, is proving to have very, very adverse effects on people's uh, abilities, skills, their mental state. You know, never before have we seen such an increase in anxiety, depression, and, um, and it's, it's just an overload. And as you stated, it's, it's overstimulation of, of the brain. It's almost as though it, it's coming so fast that the brain doesn't even have the opportunity to catch up. And, and when that happens, it's like running on a, on a, on an out of control treadmill, eventually you're going to fall. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, we're on a high speed train and I, and, and it's time, I think, and this is why I love our conversation about inner peace is uh, it's time to slow it down, to kind of bring society back to, to become, to being human. I like that analogy, the out-of-control treadmill. It really is. It's like you're on this and just going and going. Some people, you know, they claim to feel calm, quote-unquote, from this noise. As I had mentioned in the intro, they're, they could be used to chaos or they could be used to uh, the television going or the noise of having music in the background constantly. 
Um, Mm -hmm. I remember one workplace I was in, I would like to sit in the room that served as like basically like the break room and I would shut everything off. And then other people would come in and be like, oh, it's too quiet in here. It's like a library. Like I can't be in here. Um, And they would turn something on and it would, you know, it would disrupt my break, my lunchtime. Explain this conundrum and the impact it can have on people that cannot deal with that, that can't deal with being quiet. Well, I mean, and that's, that's the thing. I think uh, there's a difference of being used to something and actually having calm. And, and it's, it's, learning how it's a it's a learning behavior so becoming calm is a learning behavior it takes practice so the learning behavior is you have to learn to to be still and and be okay with that and and i because of all of the things coming at you you know with uh, with Instagram and Facebooks and texts and, and the continual uh, notifications and things that you get off your phone uh, we've trained ourselves now to not ever be still. So no matter what, even if we are in a quiet moment, people will have their phones on vibrate. So that literally uh, creates a noise, creates a sound, creates a vibration and a movement. And so people, when they say, uh, and, I, and I get this a lot too, and in places that I've worked in the past, people that I work with now, a lot of people say, I can't deal with the quiet because we, we've trained our brains to not deal with the quiet. And, and I always loved this. So I, I grew up in the city of Toronto. And when I was a teenager, my, and so there was noise all around. And, you, you know, it becomes white noise around you. you. You'll get so used to it. You don't hear the traffic and the people and that. And then my father, when we were a teenager, decided to move to a farm. And it was so quiet and I remember having these same thoughts thinking oh it's so quiet I can't deal with the quiet but after a time when you're there you get so used to the quiet because you're trained you're you're training your brain to get used to that coming back to the city now all of a sudden I can't deal with the noise it's too loud so when people say I can't deal with quiet it's just a matter of well, we have to we have to start doing things to implement that and and to do that, which means we have to learn to turn our phones off. We have to learn just to sit and be still. We have to learn to you know, be in our own thoughts sometimes and just let that be the the noise going on, which is quite silent if it's in your head, right? So uh, it's just a training. That reminds me of you know my my father's parents, my grandparents on my father's side. They retired. They lived in the uh, Buffalo area, and they retired mm-hmm. to Vermont to uh, an area that was next to a dairy farm, way out you know in the middle of you know the woods and the mountains. And we would go visit them usually in the summer and in the winter, like around the holiday time. And then like once during the summer, and I remember one time my, my mom said that she said to my grandmother, well, uh, it's so nice. It's so quiet out here. And my grandmother <laughs> said, well, even the quiet sometimes can be loud, you know? And when you think about that, it, it, like even in, 
in a place that you think would be peaceful, some people still are not at peace. And, and that, you know, some people say to me, oh, you know, I can't deal with that. I can't deal with being quiet. Right. And that is a perfect example because um, and when the quiet seems to be loud is, is now your mind, it's, it's, your, it's not the sound that you, you have eliminated the sounds, it's the mind. It's learning to quiet the mind because the mind is racing. So, um, and, and that takes practice. And so that's, so when you're in calm, so when people say, I can't deal with the quiet, I need to have all these things around me or all these noises and stuff. I don't know how to be calm. I get that a lot. I don't know how to be calm. I'm just a hyper person. And uh, well, it's the practice of it. It's learning and training yourself to quiet the mind because you can feel calm and quiet in the loudest scenario. And if, if you've trained yourself to be that, to learn how to just shut your thoughts out and be still. And it's more in being still with quieting all the thoughts that run through our heads throughout the day. And there's so many, it's just learning to kind of slow that down and bring that down until you get to that point of calm, that peace, uh, that serenity. And uh, so, you know, I, I get it. I, and I used to, when I first uh, started doing this before, I mean, I, cause I was one of those people, I didn't know how to be quiet, to be still. I'm, uh, I'm a very active person and my mind is thinking all the time. And I, I thought for sure, no way. And I used to think that too, that there's no way I'm going to be able to quiet my mind. And it takes practice. It does. And my, my wife marvels at me. Like I'll go to like a busy cafe or a Starbucks or a, a busy uh, a coffee shop type of place or, or a diner. And I'll bring a bunch of things with me. And I do a lot of writing and I'll, I'll do some writing or I'll do some work for you know, uh, maybe sketching out some different strategies for one of the one of the businesses or for the uh, coaching practice or workshop or something. And I'll be doing all this work uh, in a notebook or on a laptop or whatever what, with all this commotion going on. And she's like, I can't believe mm-hmm. that you can like get all this done. Like you have the focus, and I've trained my mind to you know shut all that stuff out and. I utilize it in other work that I do too, to shut everything else that's going on me off and just be in the moment with the person that's in front of me or the situation that's in front of me or the work that's in front of me, because that's so important uh, to do. And so important for the, the other people in the situation. We're right on seven We're going to take a brief stop here at 15 minutes in here live on Undivided Episode 59, Inner Peace will be back in just one moment. First, an upcoming show promotion on the networks of Life Coach Radio. Money Magic. That's Money Magic. Gol Khan is the host. Money Magic is the series. Tuesday, December 10th is the next live episode. Tuesday, December 10th. Live at 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Life Coach chat channel. That's Money Magic. series is all about money and the role that money should or should not play in our lives. Uh, Goal is a, uh, a financial expert, financial planner, former financial planner, and takes people through uh, a healthy relationship with money and all that it can do 
for you to make your life better and how to not let it control your life. Money Magic, Gold Con, Tuesday, December 10th, live at 4 p.m. Eastern. And let's raise some money tonight, Catholic Charities, 800-919-9338. That's Catholic Charities, 800-919-9338, www.salvationarmyus.org. That's www.salvationarmyus.org. Enter your zip code to donate in your local community or Google the poorest zip code in your state and donate to those in most desperate need. We're back here on Undivided, episode 59, Inner Peace with Leah Allison. And before we went to the break, uh, we're discussing a variety of different things around quiet. Explain to the audience the effect that being late, being disorganized, not having some sort of routine can have on inner peace. Um, that's a really good question. Um, so the thing with that, one, I think that will, that would depend on, on who you are and how you function. But typically for most people and myself included, you know, being late, being disorganized provides levels of anxiety. And when you have anxiety, it's hard to have inner peace with that it's 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 oftentimes it feels like the complete opposite of peace you're anxious you're stressed you're tight your your muscles are are, are all clenched and tense and so uh and those are the things that uh that happen when you're late when you're disorganized you can't find anything you get into frustration and so it brings your body your mind everything into those uh tense stressed out moments so when you, to have that for inner peace, if you don't have a routine, and like I said before the break, um, starting to create that calm uh, and quiet in order to obtain the inner peace, it takes practice. And in order for practice to happen, it has to be part of your routine. So if you're completely disorganized and have no routine, it's hard to have to implement the practice to get yourself to the level of inner peace that you're looking for. So it, it definitely does have a big impact and routine definitely is, uh, um, is a way to start is, is a way to get there because it takes, it takes that diligence. It takes that consistency. So uh, yeah, being late and disorganized and having no routine kind of keeps your life in a little bit of chaos. It's hard to find the peace in that. I, I'm cer- I certainly think it could be. I know in my own personal experience, like I like to be early for things, but if if things don't work out and something happens and it sets me back, and I'm either going to be late or I feel like I'm going to be, you know, either right on time or or a few minutes late, it gets me, you know, very stressed out, and then I feel mm-hmm. like other things kind of fall by the wayside, right? And you kind of have, you know, one foot in a bucket all day. Yeah, because you feel like, you know, once you've been thrown off of, you know, the the morning routine and everything kind of goes sideways from there as far as your day just feels just so disjointed um, from yeah. that point forward. and Right? Absolutely. On the flip side of that, though, when you do start to have some peace, it also allows you to be in the moments of that. So if you are going to be late or if you are late or if you are disorganized, once you 
are feeling peaceful and you have that, uh, that peaceful place that you go to, it also allows you to release that a little bit so that if you are late, because sometimes life happens and circumstance happens and you end up being late for an appointment or a meeting or something. And, but knowing how to get to that inner peace within yourself quickly allows you to, to release that stress and that tension that it's caused so that you then can con- just continue forward and life conten- continues forward and, and, and you let it go. So, um, so that's the other side. When you do get to that inner peace, all those things can happen in your life, but you learn to release it a lot quicker so that the stress and the tension of it doesn't stay with you. That's a good point. I, I learned that in coaching too. Is I've lived more in the present moment through some of that training and just saying to myself, you know what, then this is how today's supposed to go. And I just got to stay in the moment with this and ro- basically roll with the punches. And there's got, maybe there's a reason for this and you know, yeah. it will make sense to me later. And there are some days that are that way that, you know, now this all makes sense to me. Uh, that this happened so that this happened so that, you know, this happened during the course of, of a day, it kind of sets off a whole other chain of events, which may have been altered if, if I was, you know, normally on time or some people say, Oh, I overslept. Well, you might've missed out on something if you had left a half hour early, you know, maybe you missed out on being in an accident or something. Who knows? So you got to try and, and remain, you know, in that moment, everything, um, some of us are trying to remain calm, but might live in chaotic situations, as I mentioned in the introduction, or we might have jobs that are in high-stress settings, or we might have high-stress family situations going on. Could you provide some insight to the audience into how to keep your peace in those situations and circumstances? Mm. Yeah. I mean, you know, I don't know anyone who at some point doesn't live in some type of uh, high stress or have a chaotic situation happen to them. Um, And to everyone, that stress level is different or that uh, situation is different. But how to keep your peace in those circumstances, one, uh, is continuing to practice it. And two, uh, sometimes it's just when you're in that moment, it's, it's just, it's a deep breath. And, you know, if I ever feel as though I'm caught up in something like that, sometimes it's just that little deep breath, take a big, deep belly breath in. And, 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 and that takes practice too. And, uh, big, and just hold it and release it. And sometimes that just sort of grounds you, releases some of the tension so that you can then start you know, channeling and looking into and getting the thing and the, you know, all the things that you've been doing to practice that piece, uh, to hold your mind into those good places, to let it go into that, into those positive thoughts, to give you the energy and the momentum then to carry on in that stressful environment. So um, sometimes it means just a bit of a pause in those moments. Take a pause, just a, 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 50-second pause, a 20-second pause, take a breath, and that kind of gives you, brings, grounds you back. And it's a simple thing. It's a simple thing to do. Uh, but, again, it's by continually doing it. And that's, that's the common thread that I find. Peace just doesn't happen as a miracle, as something that just falls upon people. It's a practice. It's, 
it's uh, something, it's a way of life that you just have to continue to keep doing and keep doing and keep doing. My grandfather, I've talked about this on the show a lot, my, my maternal grandfather, he was in uh, business and sales and at a pretty high level and, and internationally, et cetera. And he would say, you know, to me all the time, take a deep breath, count to 10 and then respond. And it's great advice to think of it all the time. You know, I was in a situation the other day and it's, I think it served me well because I didn't react to the stimulus. I didn't react to what was going on in front of me. And, and I was able to keep my peace and kind of look at it in, in a very um, open manner, you know, and, and really unattach. You know, we talked about detached uh, detachment with uh, uh, Sylvia DeMott in our last episode, you know, just detaching from all the emotion of the situation and looking at it in a different way. Uh, yeah. So that's great advice, I think, for the listeners out there, right? Yeah. And it's uh, and it's exactly that we're all going to be in those moments at some point in our life, and that little breath, like your grandfather said, just uh, gives you that second of clarity that you're like, okay, I can now respond in a better manner, and or I can take on this level of stress, and you carry. Yeah, without that danger reaction yeah that then right. sometimes gets you in trouble you say something that Absolutely. you don't mean or you say something, comes out all you know not the way you want it to or it comes off as you know very aggressive or or mean or sharp um yeah those are very important things for people to um, understand when they are because sometimes when you're dealing with the chaos and you're in a high stress environment and it, it just feels like you're getting hit on all sides you can forget to do those things and just your your human reaction is you could snap, you know, and, and that's that could get you into another whole area of trouble. Uh, oh, some a people whole are drawn area of that. trouble. Oh, for sure, right? We've probably all <laughs> <laughs> we've all been there. <laughs> yeah. And, and talk about then having a whole other set of circumstances to deal with uh, as far as <laughs> yeah. stress and inner peace. Uh, <laughs> I was talking about social media and the Internet. You know, some people are so drawn into it. They're so almost, almost like they're, it takes over, you know, the Internet, mm-hmm. YouTube. You know, they're on these things. Oh, you know, I'm just going to sit and watch YouTube videos, you know, or whatever. Like you were saying, people are all on their phones. Or they have their phones on vibrate or, you know, I'm, I'm sitting around. I told the story about, you know, waiting around for a train in, in Penn station in New York and everyone's on their devices, like whole families instead of talking and, you know, being in, you know, at my job on a break and everyone's watching YouTube videos on their phone or their tablet and they're not interacting. They can really miss out on something that's going on right in front of them. Uh, could you explain the importance of setting boundaries or limitations on either social media or device time and how that helps to find inner peace? Oh, yeah, that's a great question. So my biggest answer for that is if you look at people when they're on their devices, their head is down, right? Their head is down, their body language is down, and peace. Uh, if you see people who, who are quite peaceful, 
they never have their head down. They're looking up. So I always think of peace as looking up. And, uh, and so when your head is down in your device, there is no peace because how can you when peace is up? So peace is up in, uh, in the sky, in nature, in, in looking at the world around you, right? And, and drawing all of that, you know, the beautiful energy that those things bring to you and uh, the stillness of it. So if your head is down into something, into the internet, into your phone, into your tablet, you know, into the TV, there's no way to find, to find any peace in that because nothing is still, nothing, uh, nothing is calm. It's, it's constant things being shoved at you and you have no opportunity to look up and lift and, and open yourself. So, um, and the, and to set boundaries and limits for that, I mean, that will depend on how much peace you want. You know, you could set it for 10 minutes or you could set it that I'm not, not going to be on my devices for the entire day. So whatever time frame, and it's so important, the more peace you want, the more you need to disconnect and keep, instead of your head looking down, start looking up, look out at the world and, and draw that those those wonderful energies in from it. It's great advice for the listeners out there. I know uh, when um, my sister was on this show, she's also a life coach, um, mm-hmm. way back in the early days of the show, we did a show on self-care, and she was talking about having, like, device-free uh, periods of time and how, you know, the individual has to decide like you were saying, like, what, what is it for them? Like, how enmeshed is this for me? Should I put it down for an hour? Should I do it for two hours? Some people do it for a day, like you were saying. And, mm-hmm. and she shared her own, you know, uh, because, she, you know, being kind of attached to a device, saying, all right, this is my device-free time, and this is what I like doing with it, whether it's going out for a walk in nature or whether it's just spending time in prayer or meditation, you know, those are things that, that people like to do or taking a drive and leaving your phone, you know, off inside the car, you know, these are things we need to yeah. do to kind of get away from all this overstimulation of society. You would agree, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. You have to set your, your limits and boundaries and, uh, the level that you set them will be the level of peace that you get. So if you only want to be off of your devices um, for 10 minutes, this is the level of peace that you're, that you're bringing in, 10 minutes. If you're off of them for a day, you can bring in more, a whole day's worth. Think about what you can do in a day, so how much peace you can have, you can draw, and you can, uh, you can learn, you can cultivate from that. So if you limit and, and are off your devices for a week, even more, right? So, so to the level that you want to limit yourself is also the level of peace that you can bring to yourself. It's a great point. I also think of like some of my friends who have given up social media for Lent. <laughs> it's kind of funny. <laughs> uh, we are right on the, <laughs> I'm taking a break for, I'm taking a sabbatical for 40 days. Um, and for some oh, people, wow. they, that's a good self-awareness. 
we are right on the midway uh, point break here. So we're going to take our midpoint of the show break. We'll be back in a moment. Undivided episode 59, Inner Peace. It goes by quick. Uh, our upcoming show promotions, excuse me, Replenish Me. That's Replenish Me is a series, long-running show. Cordelia Gaffar is the host. That's Cordelia Gaffar is the host. Replenish Me is the name of the show. Cordelia Gaffar is the host. Wednesday, December the 11th is her next show. So it's one week from tonight, live at 7 p.m. on the Life Coach chat channel. That's Replenish Me with Cordelia Gaffar. Wednesday, December the 11th, live at 7 p.m over on the Life Coach chat channel. Erica Wiederlight show. Erica Wiederlight, remember she did the special edition of her show on uh, Black Friday, the day after Thanksgiving. She's back to her normal schedule. So Erica Wiederlight live, 11.30 a.m., Monday, December the 9th. So it's Monday, December 9th. Erica Wiederlight live, 11.30 a.m., uh, that's Eastern Time on the Life Coach chat channel, or head to wethelight.com, which is her website, for more information on her show and on the services that, that she could potentially provide to you. And speaking of being the light, for those who are in darkness, if you are struggling with finding inner peace, if you are struggling in your life with depression or anxiety, as we had talked about before, if you're anxious by all the stimulus that is going on around you, or if you know someone that is struggling and you think they may harm themselves or you might harm yourself, please call the number for the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. That's 800-273-8255. The National Suicide Prevention Lifeline reminds you that you matter, that everyone has been created by God. We are all created with a purpose and unique skills and attributes, so please call the number. Life does get better, 800-273-8255. Food for the poor, 800 427 9104. That's food for the poor, 800 427 9104 or www.foodforthepoor.org. And we are back here on Undivided. I'm going to open the phone lines now. The number to call in is 646 716 9397. Again, the phone number to call is 646 716 9397. If you have a question for Leah or myself about this topic or a comment or want to share a story or an account, you can also uh, hit me up on Twitter at F-M-A-D-U-R-I. That's a direct message DM there. Or you can email us, undividedshow at gmail.com. It's undividedshow at gmail.com. I check it throughout the episode uh, frequently. I have the inbox open here uh, if anyone wants to email in something. So now we're going to go to the Bridging the Divide segment um, and how do we bridge divide you know, between what we were talking about in the first segment, those people who claim to thrive in chaos, those people who cannot sit still, they can't be quiet. They think that being quiet, as those my coworkers said that one time, is boring. It's like being in a library. And those who want to achieve inner peace, and they struggle to do so. Yeah. Um, it's funny. I um, before I started to feel my own inner peace, I used to think that years ago when I was in my twenties. You know, every being still, being quiet, it was boring. It I I thought it was nonsense. And and when people spoke to me about it, oh, Leah, quiet your mind, meditate, be still. 
I thought, this is nonsense. This is for people who are boring and lazy. And uh, until <laughs> I actually, <laughs> until I actually found the need for it. And, um, and I, uh, and I found the need uh, when I was in the midst of chaos and, and it's funny because we talked about chaos earlier and chaotic situations and, and people who are in chaos, chaos, crisis, high stress situations, those are the people who literally are craving it in those moments. And I was in the midst of chaos and all I wanted to do was to sit and be quiet and be boring. And it was then I had my epiphany to be like, wow, I'm yearning for that inner peace. It's actually not boring. It's peaceful. It's the quiet becomes peaceful. It becomes like this gentle blanket, you know, this warm, gentle blanket over you where you just feel calm and, and surrendered. And, uh, and so, um, so to bridge that divide, I will say to people it is likely that you haven't gotten to your point of chaos and everybody I know, I don't know anyone at some point in their life who will not get to that point. And when I say chaos, it could be, it could be anything. It could be, you are now at a crossroads at your job. You are at a a difficult point in your relationship, whether it be your marriage or friendships or family. Um, You uh, maybe are struggling with, with, uh, substance abuse, or or maybe you're a young student and you just don't know what you want to do with life, and it's become that high-stress situation. So there are many, many, many things. Maybe you financially are struggling, you just lost your job, or maybe you had to sell your business. When you get to that point of chaos, you will be craving that boring stillness because you just want to be calm and peaceful for a moment. And that's when you'll know, that's when you're you're ready then to start working on the inner peace. So it's a pro it's a process. It's a process. It is. Once you hit that point, it's like the point of no return. Mm -hmm. And once you hit that point, then it's, it, it becomes, you know, basically necessary to, you know, find some way because naturally internally your body's then you know your mind is you know looking for an avenue of of calm and peace amidst that you know chaos and I think that's that's really Uh, great advice and right go ahead oh I was agreeing with you absolutely it's it's right within that 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 you'll find it That's great advice for the the people out there at home. Um, I had mentioned in the in the introduction as well the there's a difference the, there's a difference in excuse me in the um, I guess it would be the outlook. Uh, there's a difference in civilizations, Eastern and Western civilizations, and their perception of inner peace and the role that it should play. Uh, could you speak to that a little bit? Hmm. In what way? Uh, my take on Eastern and Western perceptions of inner peace, um, I think to me is more 
individual because inner peace is more of an individual experience rather than um, than a, a cultural, a whole civilization experience. And so, for for me, it would be really on on how every individual wants to cultivate that, wants to work at that, and and where they find that peace, how how they um, how they show that peace, how they experience it. So whether you're coming from an Eastern or Western civilization, civilization and culture, whether it be North American in the Middle East or uh, Europe, wherever it is, uh, I, I, I think it's more on a personal level than, uh, than anything because we're all individuals. So it will come to us completely different than to the, you know, the person next to us. Oh, that's an interesting uh, way of looking at it. I guess I was driving towards like the some of the Eastern right and some of the Eastern uh, practices of religion. They value inner peace, like Buddhism and Taoism and uh, things of that nature. And they have uh, some societies have actual time for that, you know, built into things kind of different culturally than you know we would here. Uh, it's almost like, you know, the story about some of the of the um, companies in Colorado having yoga and having like breaks for people and, you know, things of that nature to uh, take some time away from their desk and kind of to center themselves. That's a, a very different way than the rest of American society looks at the workplace, uh, certainly. And uh, so that's kind of, I think, where, where I was driving on it. But it's a good uh, segue to the impact of spirituality. You know, there is definitely a role of, of spirituality, of prayer on inner peace. Um, how can people, you know, with no spiritual connections start down that path? Well, um, so spiritual, I, I believe everyone is spiritual. Everyone is spiritual. We all have that. We all have that something in us. We all have that connection to each other, and um, it's 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 the way humankind is. So um, so to find that, so to say that um, people, and it's funny because people who I find who often say, you know, um, I have no spiritual connection, I have no spirituality, you know, I I, I don't believe in anything. Um, it's the fact that you're a being, a human being, is your spiritual. There's so much energy and entity within you. And and it's just a matter of, you know, how you want to channel that, how you want to use that, and where you're going to get that from uh, will, will bring your inner peace. So um, because essentially everybody at some point wants to feel peace. So if everybody wants to feel peace, wants to have that sense of calmness in them, wants to have that um, peaceful moment, whether it be a moment, whether it be a lifestyle, all of that, we all want that. Um, so if, if people are identifying, you know, their spirituality around that, then, um, then they definitely are spiritual because we all are striving for that peace, for that sense of peace, that sense of 
of calmness of feeling. Like I said, whether it be in a moment, uh, in in a lifestyle, in a way of living for an hour or for 20 years. So spiritually, everybody is spiritual because we're all looking for the same type. We're looking for the same peace, that calmness. And it's so important to you know, recognize that and for people to recognize that because I think, you know, in my experience with, with some people that, that I've had interactions with that have said that to me as well, you know, I don't have a spiritual connection. It's almost something that they, in the experiences that I've had in those situations, when you make them think about it, it's almost like I want to have that and I feel like I don't. So it's almost like I don't even know how to connect to it, whatever it is, because mm-hmm. there's all this noise going on all the time. And because like the Harvard University study says we, the brain needs quiet to think, and so much of people's lives is revolved around the noise, and, and there is no calm. You know, I know so many people that have sleep disorders. You know, mm-hmm. I can't fall asleep at night. I can't. So they can't even get themselves to calm down, to even rest and give the body what it needs for sleep. You know, I'm up all night playing video games or I'm up, all, which is like so much stimulus. I'm up all night playing right. like some World War II game. I'm like, how the heck are you going to fall asleep? Or I'm up all night watching horror movies. Well, that's probably not good. You know, like. Uh, you <laughs> Definitely know I mean? not like, good. so much stimulus yeah. stuff. And if yeah, you can't even that, sleep, uh, how are you supposed to connect? Go ahead. Yeah, de- and definitely on that. And I'll just say, um, as I stated earlier, it's a practice. Now, everything you do in, a, in life, it takes practice. It takes continual. It takes continual work, consistency, for it to become a way of life, for it to become a continual piece within you. It means that you have to do it all the time. So for people who say that, oh, you know, I don't, I'm not spiritual. I don't know how to to get that. I don't know how to get there. It isn't something that just comes, you know, like poof, a light goes off and, you know, sparkles come come flowing down on you and there's this enlightenment. (laughs) It's it's not the TV movies, right? It's, It's a continual practice. So whatever that is that gives you that sense of calm, whether it be a walk out into nature, right, practice that every day. Whether it be that, um, you know, sometimes just take someone, I love taking my dog for a walk in the morning. That is a, such a peaceful moment. And I live in a city where there's a lot of that white noise. There's a lot of traffic going on. And I wake up early at 5 o'clock in the morning every single day, and it's so quiet out that's my peaceful moment where I can be in my thoughts where I can take those big breaths and but it's a practice every day so whether you want to meditate if that's the way that you find your peace meditate Uh, if you want to take a yoga class and do it that way find a way whatever it is that you feel you know what I actually feel really calm or I really enjoy this I like this I feel quiet um Practice it. It takes the practice every day. So for people who are trying to figure out how to do it, who who are looking to, to be spiritual in that sense and have that connection, 
it takes the practice. It does. It's like anything else, you know, going to the gym, doing certain repetitions. I've talked about, you know, the gym a lot. It's a good analogy. You know, literally building yeah. muscle takes practice or playing basketball like I did this morning, working on different shots, you know, that takes practice, different elements of the game. Um, I've talked about prayer in this show a lot. That, that's what works for me. You know, people ask me how I stay grounded and I've told them like other things haven't worked for me. You know, the prayer works and, and, you know, I started out, oh, you know, I can do you know, 10 minutes of really uh, conscious, you know, prayer, you know, then it was 15 minutes, then it was a half hour, then it's an hour. You know, I was in a practice in a routine where like three or four times a week I was spending an hour in prayer and I would never have been able to do that at another point in my life. I wouldn't have been able to be in, the, in that state of mind you know, for that long. So it's all about building that. And if that's what provides you that calm, and I find on days when I, when I do that, you know, or I spend a half hour here and a half hour at another point in the day or whatever it is, I'm better off than on the days that I don't, uh, from, oh, yeah. from my own that's, personal experience. That's so good. In there. Yeah, that's so good. And prayer is a, is a beautiful way to get to that peace and prayer in, in whatever way you want to pray. Um, I often tell people and uh, because people, you know, I, I will have clients who say, well, I'm not spiritual. I may not believe, uh, I may not believe in God. And well, what's your prayer, you know? So, and pray for peace, talk, talk. And I often say, just talk, talk about peace. Talk, you know, talk about whether you're just talking in your head, you're talking out loud, you're going for a walk. Pray, pray about it, talk about it, express it. And, uh, you know, somebody uh, told me years ago what you throw out to the universe uh, and into the air ends up coming back. So the more you speak about peace, the more that you, you talk about it, you, you send it out and, you, you know, you say that you need it, you want it. It comes back. It comes back to you. And prayer is such a beautiful way to do that in whatever way you want to pray and how you want to pray. I love. I love that. Well, thank you. Um, the role of life coaching. We always come to that about mm-hmm. this point of the show. Uh, the role of life coaching. How can it help people in our subject matter tonight in finding? ways to develop or find inner peace? Uh, it's, it's a great way um, to implement the structure, the practice of it. Uh, because with a life coach, um, a lot of the goal of the life coach is to implement those, uh, those steps to get to whatever your goal is. And so, if your goal is to try and find inner peace and to get, and to work on that, a, a life coach then gives you that structure that so that you can practice it every day and 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 keeps you accountable to doing that. So you know, so if you're one of these people who are very disorganized, as we talked earlier, a life coach is someone that kind of. Um, uh, sets the pattern, sets it, so makes it so that things are more structured, so that you can do the things to get to that inner peace. And it's a great, 
uh, life coaching is a great tool for that because you do need, like I said, there is, you have to have that consistency. And like you said, Frank, to work the muscle, to work the muscle of, of your inner spiritual being is what you're doing. Finding inner peace and doing all the things you need to do is working the muscle of your inner spiritual being. And if you don't know how to do that, go to someone who knows how to set the structure for you and keeps you accountable for it. You'll get there. That's excellent. Excellent advice. I couldn't agree more. And finally, our common ground segment, which is the last segment of our show, and that always looks at, you know, trying to find uh, some common ground to, you know, the first concrete type of steps that we can do. It's like with goal setting and in anything, goal setting at work, goal setting at coaching. Uh, What's the first steps for people, you know, find ways uh, for people to see the value of inner peace and also to be more understanding of those who value it. I thought that was an important distinction to make. Oh, that's a good one. Um, so for people to see the value of inner peace, um, well, I, I think you'd have to see the value of, of, of how much, uh, how much calm you want in your life. So if you, uh, if you are at a level or at a point where you're looking for more quiet, for more uh, openness, um, of more love, of more acceptance, of that inner peace, uh, all of those things start start there with your own inner peace. So, um, you know, you always hear, and, and it's, it's prevalent everywhere nowadays, is that you have to work within first and work on yourself first in order to do better outward and, uh, and to help others. Well, part of that is finding that inner peace because with your inner peace, it also shows your self love, like loving yourself and, and doing the things that you're doing, you need to do to nurture your whole being. You know, we're very good at nurturing our, um, um, our resumes and patting our resumes going to get that <laughs> education and nurturing our brains and, and nurturing our bank accounts and things like that. But what are we doing to nurture our inner beings, our, our mental state, our, our spiritual states. And when you start doing, you know, the work for your own peace within, you're able then then to take that outward and that's what people will see. That's who you'll attract, people who are very similar to you in that way. Um, and you're able to be open more, open, op- more open-minded, more open in loving, more open in forgiving. And so, um, and that goes into the, your next question of, and how do people be more understanding of those who value it? You can be more understanding of those who value it once you start valuing it yourself, once you start doing the work, because you become more open and more accepting, um, more empathetic, you start looking at the world very differently and you will value those. You will automatically value those who value inner peace. Automatically. Such wonderful um, 
words of wisdom and first steps. And it's, I, I love the, um, you know, the love yourself episode that we did with Amy Phillips was one of the most listened to shows that we've done. It's, it's in the, the list of the top probably five or six and the 59 episodes that I can't believe I've done uh, of the show. And, and I think so many people gravitated towards that because, you know, and Amy went with me to a place that was very vulnerable that, that night too, um, which I'll always be grateful for her to, for doing and really wanted to talk about it and not just give you some puff piece or some fluff thing about what loving yourself should look like. And mm-hmm. I think people resonated with the audience, just like I think tonight's show is going to resonate with people, as, and I'm sure that it will, uh, because I think people are craving that, as you had mentioned that before. It's like that you're yearning for that warm blanket. You're ready to, to surrender. And that nurturing ourselves, they said, you know, hey, we do all this stuff to nurture our bank accounts. We do all these things to nurture other things. I have a friend who works in another state, um, and he was saying uh, the other day that, you know, it's crazy in, in when you think about it that we're so many of us sacrifice our own mental, physical, and emotional health to be at work and like grinding out all these hours and all these days and working overtime and whatever it is so that, you know, they could be fully staffed at a job or a business and we're, you know, doing this to our own detriment of those things. And that's what it made me think of because I recently, you know, had that conversation and it's, uh, you know, how do you, what do you value? Right. And and how do you value it? Absolutely. Yeah. And that's, that's exactly it. So if you start to value that, that piece and start to work on it, all the other things start to come into play and you'll, you're going to start to see, um, you're going to see things in a different way, you know? So all of a sudden padding the bank account is, isn't, um, isn't as, as important or significant. And um, it's not that you don't need it. It's just that it doesn't become your top priority anymore. Right. And then you start to see others who value those same things as you do for sure. Yes. There's the, um, uh, American company Chick-fil-A, which is a fast food company, uh, they you know, do chicken sandwiches, right, and chicken nuggets and all these great things that we love. Uh-huh. Uh, they're, they're doing this whole ad campaign that they run this two-minute ad. It's, it's almost like a short film. I saw it the other night a couple times and when I was watching on, on TV here, and uh, it's like a short animated film. And the point of it is they're in their New York City location they have a location in new york where you can give the gift of time and you can go to this uh, basically this experience that's all about time and you can send it in on the website and give the gift of time at christmas this year because they found in their surveys that they commissioned that other than the, rather than having gifts or something material that people the majority of people wanted to spend time together whether it's as a family or with friends or whoever it was with husband or wife, whatever, it was the gift of time and the gift of having experiences together that make memories. Because quite often we forget about the gift, the material gift. And what did I even get, you know, for Christmas or last year, 
I don't even remember, right? But I remember doing right. this with so-and-so, right? And so give the gift of time, you know, is, and, and have that experience of what do we value? Do we value the material thing or do we value having some peaceful time, let's say, on a, on a Sunday or something with uh, family around, you know, the holidays? Um, and my wife and I have done that now. Like rather than giving each other something of a material gift, we do something together. That's like our thing. You know, we pick a day, you know, right after the holidays or during that, that season. And that's our gift to each other is, Hey, we're going to set aside this day and we're going to spend it doing something together. And you know what? I remember, you know, what we did, you know, last winter, last spring, I don't remember, you know, what she gave me maybe five years ago, but I remember right. that Absolutely. experience. Absolutely. Yeah. And time, time is, is time is everything. It is. And as you know, you say you have the power to change everything, right? If you're alive, then you can do it. So these people that (laughs) think you like how I added that in there, these people that think (laughs) that they don't have, but people do, they feel powerless to change, whether it's a job, whether it's finding inner peace, well, you know what? I've struggled against this my whole life. I'm never going to find it. And I'll say to them, no, like whether it's a friend, whether it's a colleague, whether it's a client, no, you do. You have the power to do it. You can do this. You know, each day is an opportunity for you to change that trajectory and not look at it as this is my life. Look at it as if this is what you want, Go after it, right? If you yeah. see something you don't like, change exactly it. it. Exactly. It, as long as you're living, you can change anything. You can do anything. It's just how much, how much time, how much effort, how much work, how much consistency do you want to put into doing that? How important is it to you? Definitely. But as long as you're alive, you can do it. I love it. Leah, thank you so much. I want to give you some um, time here now. Um, this is such a great guest, so well-prepared. This is such a great conversation to mention to the audience out there how they could get a hold of you, uh, maybe a little bit about the work that you're doing right now, or if you have any upcoming events, or how they can reach you if they want to reach out to you for, for any type of coaching or anything like that, about your podcast, anything you'd like to mention at this point. Yeah, sure. I, um, I, I love speaking to people. And so if you have any questions, if you want to connect with me, um, you can go to, to my website, consciouscoachinginc.com. And, um, or you can reach me by email. It's Leah at consciouscoachinginc.com. Um, I'm always, I'm always answering. I will, I will never not answer uh, an email um, you can also give me a call. Uh, I have workshops that we, I do have a, an upcoming workshop for tweens. So anyone who is living in the area, um, it's an, it's a workshop for tweens. So uh, myself and another life coach that I'm partnering with, uh, we're bringing uh, a lot of, a lot of what we talked about here in how, how to develop inner peace, how to develop um, social awareness around social media, um, 
limits and boundaries for that. For our young generation, for, uh, you know, our 10 to 13-year-olds, so that they can start from young to have those boundaries and limits so that they can start, you know, getting, um, flexing some of the muscle of getting that inner peace so they, you know, then can cope better with later life struggles. So if any parents are out there listening and you want to know more of that, connect with me and, uh, and I can tell you all about it and get connected. So we're always looking at things, doing different workshops, but, and I'm always happy to help anyone. That's awesome. That's, uh, that's excellent. And um, for all you out there that want to connect um, with Leah, I think you're uh, definitely your lives will be enriched if you do. And if you're in that area, please check out those, those workshops too. Um, I've been to some workshops before for other people and with other people and have helped out people with them. And um, I'm sure that it would be a, a definitely a life changing experience if you could check that out. Uh, yeah. Leah, thank you so much for being on the program. And I know we've talked about it for a long time. I'm so glad you could come on with us here. Uh, you know, one of our winter shows as we're kind of winding down here and getting into the holidays. And I really appreciate the time and, and energy that you put into preparing and, and for sharing on such a, a really important topic with, with the audience out there. Oh, I'm so, I'm so grateful that I had the opportunity to share with you and your audience and, and uh, to be on the show. And, and, you know, if I, if I helped one person out there, I I've done my job for the day. So thank you so much. Oh, absolutely. I've said that before on the show. If we change one person, we've changed the world. And that's a really powerful way of, of thinking of it. And this show has definitely reached people and it's been such a blessing in my life to be able to do. So um, I, I really, I thank you and I really appreciate it. Uh, you know, you're coming on and, and for everyone out there, you know, connect up with Leah. And uh, if you're in the area, check out that workshop. Uh, I have to do some, some things to close out before I close up the show tonight. I'm just going to do some upcoming promotions. Uh, again, money magic with gold con Tuesday, December the 10th. Uh, it's live at 4 p.m. on the Life Coach chat channel. That's Money Magic. Golkan is the host. Tuesday, December the 10th, live at 4 p.m. Life Coach chat channel. Replenish Me, Cordelia Gaffar, one week from tonight, Wednesday, December the 11th, live at 7 p.m. on the Life Coach chat channel. That's Replenish Me with Cordelia Gaffar. Erica Wiederlight. That's Erica Wiederlight. Monday, December the 9th. That's a live show in the morning at 11.30 a.m. here Eastern Time on the Life Coach Chat Channel or go to our website, weedthelight.com. Thank you to audible.com. Thank you, audible.com, for being such a great sponsor uh, to this program. Uh, Food for the Poor, again, is 800-427-9104, www.foodforthepoor.org. MAP International, 800-225-8550. That's 800 800- Two two five eight five five zero or www.map as in peter.org for MAP International. And then finally, Samaritan's Purse. That's samaritanspurse.org or 828-262-1980. That's 828-262-1980 for Samaritan's Purse. Donate to that wonderful organization. So in, in recapping the show for tonight, you know, finding inner peace you know, the chaos in life tends to be 
you know, like a drug, tends to get us out of control or be used to the chaos of the phone being on vibrate. And I can tell you when my phone's on vibrate, it interrupts what I'm doing. It's disruptive to me. Get into a routine. Take a deep breath in. You know, don't automatically respond. Take a deep breath. Count to ten. If you're on social media, your head's down. Peace is looking up. So think about that. These are all parts of our conversation tonight. Get ready to connect spiritually. Get ready to start training your mind to be at peace. Pray for peace. And ask a coach if you need help for structure. And most importantly, love yourself and nurture yourself and pray to God for peace. My next show, that's how you'll live truly undivided. My next show will be upcoming uh, Wednesday, December the 18th, two weeks from today, episode 60, The Light of the World. It's The Light of the World, episode 60 of Undivided Wednesday, December the 18th. You can find my practice at uh, Frank J. Maduri Professional Coaching on Facebook or www.frankjmaduricoaching.com. My books are on Amazon. The poetry book, The Promise of Tomorrow, the spiritual reflection book on the Stations of the Cross is also there with all the prophets going to charity for that project. So live in peace this holiday season. Disconnect yourself from the distractions of life, and you will find yourself feeling better about yourself and feeling more productive in your days and more at peace with your decisions and in all the things that face you in your life. This has been Undivided, episode number 59 for Russ Terry, for Danica Treble, for all my fellow co-hosts here on the Life Coach Radio Network. As always, until I see you again on the air on December the 18th, be blessed, be well, and thanks for listening.